0: Philippians, hold your place in Ephesians 5, I'm not done, but I want you to see Philippians 1, just a couple of pages over there, Philippians 1, 10. and I'll tell you that I pray this over you. This is a verse that God put in my heart to pray over this church family on a regular basis. So this verse is, 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 is like working over your life. That you may approve things that are excellent. I want that for you with all my heart. That is something that I spiritually desire for every every member of this church family. That you may approve those things which are excellent. That you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. Those things are connected. Do you remember how it said that you can be blameless? unto the coming of the lord how am i going to be blameless i'm proving those things which are excellent i'm making the right decision because he's leading me he's he's giving me the wisdom i'm able to prove i'm able to approve the things that are excellent in my life let me read this to you from another translation. It says, let me, let me see what the amplified of this one says, because I've, I don't know if I have weased or amplified here on my, my notes. Hallelujah. So that you may surely learn to sense what is vital. Have you ever spent like weeks of your life, and then you look back and you say, I wasted my time on that project. I, I was dealing with that situation, and, I, and it came to nothing. We can avoid that. We can learn to recognize what is vital and approve and prize what is excellent and of real value, recognizing the highest and the best and distinguishing the moral differences. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's available to us. We need that. Yes. We need that. We need to be able to spiritually distinguish what is. Listen, I'll tell you something. Money is not the most important thing that you need. The mo- th- there's something that money can't buy and you can't get back and it's your time. Yes. Time, when the more spiritually mature you become, the more you recognize how valuable your time is. Because you can't get it back. We can redeem the time. The Bible says that because of God's blessing upon our life, he can lengthen our days. Wisdom will make your days longer. If you feel like, my day, I don't get anything done. My day just got away with me. You need some wisdom. Because wisdom will lengthen your days. You ever heard Gloria Copeland tell the story about when she, they had first moved to Fort Worth and she had, uh, they had just moved, and, or maybe it was mo- just moved from Fort Worth to Tulsa? Both John and Kelly were little children. And it was right about the time that Brother Copeland had taken the job flying. Uh, for Oral Roberts and was attending the school. So he was not there to help her very much. And she said, all of my belongings were in boxes. I had a couple of projects of furniture that I wanted to refinish. I had all my responsibility with the children, with the ironing, with the washing of the clothes. You know, they weren't sending their stuff to the dry cleaners. You, you hear Sister Gloria tell it. You know, they were, they were using a... a, a they, they were boiling their potatoes in a, 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 a teapot, a tea kettle. I mean, so she was doing everything by hand, all of the laundry, all of the ironing, everything. But Oral Roberts had said that the Lord told him to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts a, like a certain amount of time. I want to say it was like three times in 30 days. That's a lot of reading. And when, when she heard Oral Roberts say that God had instructed her him to do that, she said, the Lord said, I want you to do that. And all she could think about was, when am I going to have time? with two little toddlers, all of my belongings in the boxes, all of these responsibilities of the laundry and everything else, when am I going to find time? But she said, because the Lord told me to do it, the Lord impressed me to do it, I sat down and made a chart. And she said, I figured out how many chapters I would have to read every day to read those five books that many times in 30 days. And she said, So I set myself a schedule. I got up earlier in the morning, and I would read a certain amount of chapters in the morning. And then when the kids took their nap, I would read through those other chapters. And then I would read the others after I put them to bed at night. So she scheduled out her day to make time for the Word. And she said, before that 30 days was over, not only had she unpacked and and fixed everything in the house all of the ironing was done. All of the, the uh, uh, responsibilities. And she said, I got three pieces of furniture. Re, re, um, uh, was it upholstered or she, she was like refurbishing this furniture? Refinishing. She said, I had more time than I had before. I had more time in my day and I got more accomplished. Why? Because she put the word first. The wisdom of the word of God lengthens our days. That doesn't make rational sense. But it makes spiritual sense. Do you see how we need to approve that which is excellent? We live in a time that we don't need less church, y'all. We, I, I, I look, and I'm not criticizing, but I, I wonder how do other churches get any maturity and stability in their people with only one service a week? And then, like, 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 how, how do they get it? I, I've got so much you need. Pastor and I have so much that God has put on our plate to put uh, to put on put on our stove to put on your plate. I need you in here eating more than one time on Sunday. You can't get everything you need just in in less church. The Bible says forsake not. Do you see the difference in wisdom and rationality? Because there are are and I'm not criticizing anybody else what they're doing. I'm doing what God told me to do. And he has he he told me we don't need to let Sunday night go. We need to make Sunday night is I mean y'all are getting some meat. Y'all are getting some extra, right? That's the difference in the rationality because the rationality says, well, you know, let's, let's, let's give it less. Let's make it more comfortable. This isn't about comfort. Comfort is overrated. Comfort is not vital. Comfort's not going to help you when you're under attack. Comfort's not going to help you when, when Satan has launched a, a full-out attack against your family. Spiritual strength is what you need. And you need need the word and the spirit to be able to have the supply that you need. Glory to God. That's light. That's light. Forsake not the assembling, the assembling, the gathering together, the assembling together. And even more so, as you see the day approaching, we see the day approaching. This is the even more so days. This is the even more so days. That's why there's there's corporate prayer on Monday nights. There's healing school on Tuesday at 1030. There's Bible study on Wednesday night. There's church on Sunday morning, Sunday night. And you just give pastor an opportunity. He'll have something else if you want it. Because he'll preach at the drop of a hat and drop it himself. But we need light. We need to be able to prove what is acceptable. Okay, now we can go back to Ephesians and try to get through the Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5. Proving proving what is acceptable unto the Lord and have no fellowship, with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. All things that are reproved. The word reproved, my center column reference says, discovered. All things that are discovered are made manifest by the light. For whatever do, whatsoever doth make manifest is light. So the light identifies those things that are dangerous. The light identifies motives. The Bible says that the Word of God can discern the thoughts and the intents of people's hearts. You may be in a business deal and it might look like that person is is doing something uh, that's going to benefit you. But if you'll listen to the Spirit, the Holy Spirit will let you know if they're about to pull the rug out from under you because the light will make it manifest. We need the light to make things manifest in our, our decisions, in our life. Verse 14, wherefore ever he wherefore he says, Awake thou that sleep, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. See then that you walk circumspectly. I don't use that word much. Do you use that word circumspectly? Can we use that amplified and see if circumspectly can have a little bit more clarity for us? How are we supposed to walk? Not as fools but as wise. Well, he's talking about the light. Look carefully then how you walk. Live purposefully and worthily and accurately. That makes more sense to me than circumspectly, doesn't it to you? Live purposefully. Every day there's the purpose of God for that day. Accurately, worthily, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We were here this morning for a different purpose, but we're back today and we're going to go a little bit further with it. 1 Corinthians 2. Verse 12, now we have received, not the spirit of the world, but we have received the spirit of God, the spirit which is of God. We have received the spirit which is of God. Every born again believer has received the spirit of God. There is the indwelling of the Spirit that every believer has experienced. Every person who has made Jesus the Lord of their life has the Spirit of God dwelling in their spirit. Romans 8 says that uh, the, the same Spirit who raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. Dwells in you which is different from the baptism in the Holy Spirit, which is also an experience, but it only is available, the baptism in the Holy Spirit is only available to those who have already received Jesus as Lord and are born again. The baptism in the Holy Spirit is a subsequent experience, a second uh, experience that comes as a result of this experience fullness that god wants us to have but we have all received the spirit which is of god and the verse goes on to tell us why he wants you to have the holy spirit living in you so that you might know things we should not be caught off guard we should not be in the dark we are children of the light. The Spirit of God lives in us so that we can know things. So that we can know the things that are freely given to us of God. He wants us to know them. And then it says, which things also we speak. Not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. There are words the Holy Spirit wants to teach us to say words that will position us, words that will set us over, words that will unlock things for our lives. So we speak what the Holy Spirit teaches us to speak, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them. For they are; they neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Now we're back to proving what is excellent. We're back to proving it. They are. This word "discerned" it also means to uh, examine, which is what Romans twelve two meant to prove what is I- I- acceptable and perfect will of God. It meant to examine, to test. It's the same word. It means to scrutinize, or check something closely. So there are things that we're supposed to spiritually look at and investigate and turn it over and, and, and talk to the Lord about it. He says the natural man can't receive the things of God for their foolishness. He can't know them because... They have to be known spiritually. They have to be recognized spiritually. They have to be examined spiritually. But he that is spiritual, now that's you. He that is spiritual judges, it's the same word. Examine, investigate, scrutinize, check closely, inspect or look through a series of objects to distinguish he that is spiritual scrutinizes, examines, and investigates all things. That's what sets us apart. We just don't take it at face value. We just don't, we don't make a decision because it looks like it's the right, just because the way it looks. We don't, we, don't, we don't make that purchase just because it's a great deal. If there's not peace, if there's not that spiritual wisdom, if there's not that understanding. And so he says, those who are spiritual, we learn to examine things. We learn to investigate things. We learn to search some things out. See, there's more to prayer than just asking for stuff. There's more to prayer than just the petition part. As we communicate with our Father we'll find out the more we talk to him the more he'll tell us the more we come into his presence and and Patsy Caminetti who was very closely associated with brother Hagan in the healing school she said the lord told her ask me questions that only i know the answer to ask me questions that only i know the answer to we we need to be coming to god with some questions And so I've learned to ask God, Lord, what should I ask you about this? I I come to situations, and instead of just hitting that situation in the mental arena and just trying to grab grab a, a scripture that I think might fit, I'll come to it and say, Father, what about that? And then I'll pray in the Spirit. And Father, about this situation. And then I'll pray in the Spirit. And then when I get done praying in the Spirit, I claim Mark 11, 23. I believe I received what I just prayed. Hallelujah. Why? Because I want to spiritually examine, I want to spiritually investigate these things. Hallelujah. Let's look at Isaiah 28. Isaiah 28 is an interesting verse, and uh, interesting actually text. This 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 area of text that we're going to look at. It's using an example. Chapter 28, verse 23. It's using an example of agriculture, but we're applying it to wisdom. And we're applying it to being able to prove those things which are acceptable. So, Isaiah 28 23, give ye ear and hear my voice, hearken and hear my speech. Does the plowman plow all day to sow? Does he open and break the clods of his ground? When he has made plain the face thereof, does he not cast abroad the fitches and scatter the cumin and cast in the principal wheat and the appointed barley and the rye in their place? For his God does instruct him to discretion and does teach him. So he's using an example of a farmer and he's explaining that the farmer doesn't just go do Everything the same way. The way he deals with the cumin is different than the way that he deals with the wheat. And the way that he deals with the barley is different than the way that he deals with with this other. That there are different processes for different aspects of his life. And how did he learn? How did he learn the difference? How did he learn the difference? I wonder if it would help us in the Amplified of this. Can you switch me over to Amplified and, and start in verse 24? Does he, does he who plows for sowing plow continually? Does he continue to plow and harrow the ground after it is smooth? When he has leveled its surface, does he not cast abroad the seed of dill or fennel and scatter cumin, a seasoning, and put the wheat in rows and barley in its intended place and spelt an inferior kind of wheat at the border? And he trains each of them correctly for his God instructs him correctly and teaches him. How did this farmer know that I need to put this this inferior wheat on the outside to protect what's on the inside? How did he know that I need to plow it a certain way, that I need to prepare my ground a certain way, that I need to sow this seed this way and harvest this seed this way because they're all different? How did he know? His God instructs him correctly. That's what we need. There are things in your life that you need specific direction for. Raising your children. And then, believe in God for your grandchildren. Every aspect of our life. We need specific direction. And God instructs us correctly. There are different processes for our life. There are different different, um, uh, ways to approach things. Different ways to set things in order. Do you remember that... um, David, when he came and he found that the Amalekites had taken all of the children and the women, and he inquired of the Lord, didn't he know he should go after them? I mean, wouldn't you have just thought, hey, yeah, go after them. Why did he inquire of the Lord? Lord, do I? You'll look and you'll see that every time David got in one of those situations, he asked God, what do I do? Do I go? And God would say, go. Do I go? Go. Do I go? Go. But then there was a time, listen to me, there was a time that David came and said, Lord, do I go? And God said, go around the way of the mulberry bush he gave him a different instruction because there was a different process that needed to take place for his victory he couldn't just go the way he would have normally gone he could have just got up and said every time i ask god god tells me to go of course he wants me to go of course he wants me to pursue and overtake of course but no he had enough wisdom to seek god again and in that seeking God, in that, in that proving what was acceptable to God, God gave him a specific instruction about the way to go that put him at the advantage over the enemy. Yeah. Hallelujah. The process is because God instructs us and teaches us these specific areas of our life. Verse 26 again says, he trains each of them correctly for his God instructs him correctly and teaches him. The message Bible says, they know exactly what to do and when to do it because God is their teacher. That happens to me, y'all. I just want y'all to know that verse is for me. I claim that one. I know I, 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 this is what I put in my mouth. I know exactly what to do. Even when my head doesn't know what to do, I'm going to say, I know exactly what to do and and when to do it because God is my teacher. The New Living Translation says, The farmer knows just what to do, for God has given him understanding. The Good News Translation says, They know how to do their work, for God has taught them. Let's look at verse 29. Verse 29 says, this also comes forth from the Lord of hosts. Because he went through and he talked about how to harvest the different types of, of corn and wheat in different ways. It says, this also comes from the Lord of hosts, which is wonderful in counselor and excellent in working. The message translation says, he learned it all from God. Who knows everything about when and how and where. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! He knows everything about when. He knows everything about how. He knows everything about where. You and I can always be at the right place at the right time. You and I can always be ahead of the situation. We never have to be the tail. We never have to be behind. We never have to be caught off guard. If we'll just talk to God, if we'll just learn from Him, He knows everything about when and how and where. God will make us look like we're a genius. And it's all Him. It's, him. it's all Him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. First Kings 4.29. I tell y'all, this is, this is vital to the days ahead. You're going to want to download this on your podcast and listen to it again. I think I will too. First Kings 4. I'm going to quote something to you. That Pastor Nancy Dufresne said under the unction of the Holy Ghost. She said, small thinking is done away with by proper meditation. I'll say it again. Small thinking is done away with by proper meditation. We won't arrive at what God has authored for us with limits. Small thinking is done away with by proper meditation. I'm talking about meditating on the Word. 1 Kings 4, let's look at verse 29. And God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding exceeding much. And largen- largeness of heart, even as the sand of the seashore. He gave him wisdom and understanding exceeding much. Let me show the amplified. Hallelujah. Because this needs to be our objective. We want the the wisdom and spiritual understanding that Ephesians 1 prayer speaks of. God gave Solomon exceptionally much wisdom and understanding and breadth of mind. Breadth of mind. If you're taking notes, write that phrase down. Breadth. Of mind, like the sand of the seashore. So King James says, "largeness of heart." The Amplified says, "breadth of mind." The CEB trans- translation, Complete English Bible, says, "insight," as long as the seashore itself. The Good no- the uh, Good News Translation, knowledge. Too great to be measured. The EHV, breadth of knowledge. The ICB translation, his wisdom was hard to measure. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Largeness of heart. Insight as long as the seashore itself. Breath of knowledge. breadth of mind. Knowledge too great to be measured. And Solomon wasn't built like you're built. Under the Old Testament, if Solomon could have that kind of understanding under the Old Testament, how much more can we operate in, in Christ? 1 Corinthians 1.30 says, Jesus is made unto me wisdom. I have access to the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Mark 4.11. I'm almost done. I've almost made the deposit I needed to make tonight. Mark 4.11. Jesus is teaching about the kingdom principles. And he says, unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. The Weiss translation says, it is in your possession. It is in your possession to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. In this same chapter, Jesus said in verse 24... Take heed what you hear. With what measure you measure. And you know I'm going to want to amplify of this one. With what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you. And unto you that hear shall more be given. With the measure you measure. We're talking about the understanding. We're talking about us being able to prove that which is excellent. To approve what is excellent acceptable to the Lord and he says that we have been given the ability to know the spirit of God has been given to us so that we could know it is given to us to know the mysteries of the kingdom there's nothing in the kingdom that's hidden from us it's hidden from others, but not from us. God wants to teach you every kingdom detail. He wants you to be so kingdom skilled and kingdom proficient that you operate in the blessing like nobody, like nobody's business. I mean, like people say, what happened to you? I've been working the kingdom principles. I've been living in the kingdom. I've been operating out of the kingdom. I've been I've becoming skilled in the kingdom. The Amplified says... The measure of thought and study you give. Do you see how how we have a part to play in this? Meditation. Small thinking is done away with by proper meditation. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure a virtue, that's power, that's dunamis, dunamis, right there, dunamis. The measure of dunamis and knowledge that comes back to you. You are the one who determines the harvest of light and understanding you're getting. It depends on how much attention you're giving to the light. Attend to my words. Let them not depart from in front of your eyes, incline your ear to hear them. The measure that you give will be the measure that comes back to you. The measure that we give to the word will be the measure of understanding and spiritual light that comes back and more. Why? Because when God brings it, He brings it multiplied back. He's not going to just give you a little. It says, Light is sown for the righteous. That means it's coming up multiplied understanding, multiplied wisdom, multiplied answers. The measure you give will be the measure that comes back to you and more besides will be given to you who hear. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 34, same chapter, Mark 4, 34. And I'm going to find a place to close right here. That's, is that my second close? I get three. Was that my second or third? But without a let's start in 33. With many such parables spake he the word unto them as they were able to hear it. We talked about that this morning. That the greater spirit, that, that the more you and I individually develop ourselves spiritually. When we come together corporately, God will be able to say things to us. That he can't say if we're carnal. If we'll, if we'll mature, if we'll grow, if we'll follow that discipleship path and that plan. And we'll, we'll give ourselves through the week to, to the growth of our spirit. And the developing of our spirit. The maturing of our spirit. When we come together, we'll get revelation and things, utterances given to us. Because we'll be able to hear it. But it says, Jesus spoke to them as they were able to hear it. But without a parable spoke he not unto them. And when they were alone, he expounded all things to his disciples. Why? Because they were at a different place to hear. He expounded all things to his disciples. Can you show me Amplified? Oh, you're so good. Look, he's already got it up there. He did not tell them anything without a parable, but privately to his disciples who were peculiarly or specially or specifically his own, he explained everything fully. That's us. That's us. That's the conversations we need to have with God. Explain that to me. The Weiss translation says, but in private, he was in the habit of fully explaining all things to those pupils who were peculiarly his own. And I I wrote out in my notes, that's me. That's me. I'm the one who is sitting there saying, expound on that, Lord. I want to know more. I had someone uh, make a statement. They they were they were meeting with pastor and uh, it was ministers who were meeting with pastor. And they said to me, "When you're there, you know how to to pull things out of him." And I learned it because when I first started coming down to VTN to film our television broadcast. Pastor Caldwell and Sister Jeannie would take me to lunch. When I would come down to film the um, partner specials, they would take me to lunch on those days. And I would take, I, 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 I still, when, I'm, when I have lunch with my pastor, I take my notebook. This notebook has wisdom that Pastor Caldwell and Sister Jeannie have imparted to me. This notebook is full of notes that I've had when I have been in the presence of Pat Harrison Dr. Savell when I go into their presence I open my notebook I've got my pen and I start asking questions why cuz I I I'm not here to chat Thank you. Thank you. this is too important of an opportunity for us to talk about the weather or for us just to talk about I I God did not place my pastor in my life to be my buddy. That's it. That's right. Thank you. He has an impartation that I need. That's it. Sister Jeannie has wisdom I need. Yeah. And so when I get with him, and Sister Jeannie, she loves it. She goes, what's your next question, Michelle? She's, I mean, she's loaded. She's ready. She, she'll be like, okay, we'll answer one. And she say, what's your next question, Michelle? Do you have something more? And I'm like, yes, ma'am, I do. And I, I, I go ready. Into those times, I want to know things. And I will ask, I will ask how they did certain things. I will ask uh, uh, what, what were some of the things they put in place. Like for Dr. Savell, I asked him, what. My, one of my questions I ask all of the ministers that I have the privilege of speaking with is how, their longevity. Because I don't want to be a shooting star. I don't want to fall short of what God's plan for this ministry is. I want the longevity. I, it 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 um it speaks to me the longevity that my pastor has. It speaks to me the accuracy that Dr. Savell has. And so I ask, what were some of the steps to their longevity? And Dr. Savell said to me, and I wrote it in my notebook. I got it here in my notebook. He said you find out what you're supposed to do and become a master at it. Don't let anything distract you from what God told you to do. But I had to become a pupil. I had to learn how to... to, Because if you'll just get a a man or woman of God who God puts in your life, if if you'll come with the hunger... The Lord will pull out of them what you need. The Lord will pull out the wisdom that you need. Hallelujah. That's what He says. If you, if you receive a righteous man in the name of a righteous man, what do you get? Righteous man's reward. If you receive a brother as a brother, what do you get? A brother reward. If you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you're going to get what's in that office. You're going to get what's in that supply. That's why you will get more by coming to pastor as pastor and not saying, what's up, Phil? No. You're you're not going to get what he has divinely supplied to offer and that's what we want to be students of wisdom we want the understanding and we want to be skilled so that we can prove that which is excellent prove that which is excellent i had one more story to tell you and i'm I'm, and it's not a story from my life but it's something that i noticed from Something that was shared by Kenneth Hagen. Kenneth Hagen had received an instruction from the Lord. God dealt with him about doing something. And he he neglected to do it, and it caused a, a detour, it caused a delay in some things in his life. And um The Lord dealt with him. I'm looking for exactly where I'd written it down. I had it marked, but I pulled my paper off of it. But the Holy Spirit is redirecting me to it. So I'm going to go back and obey God because it will help someone. Thank you, Father. He told Brother Hagan, the reason you didn't do what I told you is because you doubted it was my spirit who had spoken to you. God had given him an instruction, and, and what he did was he pulled it up into his mind. Was that really God? Maybe that wasn't the spirit of God telling me to do that. And so he didn't do it. And the Lord said, you doubted that it was my spirit who had spoken to you. And the Lord said, faith obeys my word, whether it is the written word or the word my spirit speaks to man. This is why we have to become skilled here. This is why we have to become skilled in hearing and responding, immediately responding in faith to the prompting and the voice of the Holy Spirit. Not, not pulling it up. Remember what, what I, I said about Pastor Nancy? The enemy thought her mind all night long about that decision. It was a major, major financial decision. And the, God had given her peace. God had given her peace, and she knew, if I let this continue in my mind, it's going to derail me. So I'm going to act on what God has given me in my spirit. I'm going to act on what he's dealt with me that I'm clear in my spirit about because if I keep pulling it up to my thinking, I'll cloud my my decision. We, We have the examples of people that we can learn so that we don't have to make those mistakes. So that we don't have to have those same things. He said the reason... That he didn't do it is because he doubted that it was his spirit, that it was the spirit of God who has spoken. We've got to become so clear. And it's not hard, but it is going to take our attention. Not just time. Time is a part of it, but we've got to bring our attention to it. Did you receive tonight?